Hi, I'm the fla- fla- Flames on the side of Madeline Kahn's face. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. And it couldn't have been me. I was fucking Professor Plum in the library with a candlestick. It's Condé Nasty. And this is Reading Drag Race. The podcast where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. And on that note, uh, like most cephalopods, there are many videos of Hursla on the internet escaping various forms of confinement and imprisonment. And, uh, you know, octopuses are on YouTube. Hursla's are on Xtube. Uh, she misses having someone around who can tie her up. And since I'm the only one who can do those full sailor knots for her, we've decided to once a month resume the podcast to do bonus episodes where we talk about past seasons of Drag Race. They're one through five right now up on Prime. Yeah, talk, Amazon Prime. Talk about a Pride Month gift. I know. We were all crawling out of our K-holes come Monday morning and, and boom. Like, what a great way to recover under a blanket watching seasons one through five, which... I, I have purchased season one. They will not take that away from me again. <laughs> like, that deal for those music rights is going to go away someday, and it'll still be mine. I think <laughs> I bought it as soon as I could. It's over. You still can't buy season five, though. You can watch it if you have a Prime membership, I but you can't all purchase it. I so long ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on the top of a golden horde, I readily admit. Um, yeah, no. Uh, you are right. So we will be doing bonus episodes where we talk, have discussions on past seasons, and we will be doing extra episodes that will have hashtags and indicators we are not talking about real RuPaul's Drag Race, wherein we discuss things like Game of Thrones and other pop culture moments that we want to discuss, but we will delineate them as clearly not Drag Race on the feed for anybody who is interested. Anyways, Ursula, how are you doing? Those restraints are looking mighty tight on you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Um, All right. Um, and this week we also have two guests on the podcast. That's me and the drag queen. I'm so evil, skanky, and I think I'm kind of gay. Buffy Commerce. And welcome to my hellmouth. I'm Willa Hosenberg. And welcome to Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mainly RuPaul's Drag Race. For those of you who may be recognizing the vocal intonations, if Patty Gaines and Jessica Felcher are Gemini twin soul sisters, Buffy Commerce is their fraternal triplet. But honestly, everybody likes her way better. So... Hey, ladies, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. So excited to be here. Yeah, I know. It's great to see you. So, Willow, you're visiting us from New York. We're all good friends having a kiki, and Willow is back in town from New York. How are you doing, girl? Loving it. Yeah. Loving it being here. All right. Uh, I was going to open this up with a little Chicago versus New York discussion, but I don't want things to get too heated. I think we're a little too hungover. It would only Um, get heated if there were a real debate. Oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. No comments. So, Willow, uh, part of the reason that I wanted to do this episode, wherein we re-recap and revisit uh, season five, is you are a newer fan to the show and you just watched season five because it was posted on prime and you were texting me up a storm so i said hey girl when you are in town next week why don't we sit down and talk about it on the pod um so uh why don't you tell us about your coven the five queens that really resonate you they could be your favorites or the ones where you feel like a you vibrate on the same frequency whatever you want also what's your sign my sign. Oh my God. No, I can start there because it's a, the active sign currently. I'm a Cancer. Ah. The most uh, the most resonant thing about being a Cancer to me is crabs, as we all now have a hard exterior and a soft, and a soft, gushy inside. Yeah. And that is so me. I mean, I've always felt very you know guarded, but also a little over you know 
over over sharing at the same time. So um, my coven, I don't know the. So I've I've only watched about half, a little more than half of the of the Drag Race seasons now. So I have a limited uh, repertoire of queens to pull from. That's okay, right. girl. Give it to us anyways. <laughs> um, but having most recently watched season five, I loved Jinx. I I um, I just really felt like she was like such a such a soul and such a um, just a kind spirit and creative and wacky and uh, just really I just got really interested in her. Yeah, like, for sure. Videos of her and stuff on YouTube. Um, so she's definitely one uh, of the. Um, I love Shangela. I mean, I saw actually we all I think together went to see. Um, the work the world tour in Chicago like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And Shangela was like headlining it. Yeah, she was the MC, right? She was fantastic. And I and that was actually before I had seen her on any of the like seasons. And um, so she and she's just like she was a real underdog. She's a, you know she keeps it real. She's a, a sweetheart. I think um, so. Love 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 some some Shangji. Um, uh, let's see. What other seasons have you seen? You said you've seen half? Yeah, I've seen season three. Um, let's see, I've seen now five, six. We watched the finale of nine together. We did watch that together. That yeah. was a moment. Yeah, I hadn't watched all of season nine. I was kind of like, uh, and then we, you know, you were in town in yeah. New York and we went to, to that viewing party and it was just like epic, amazing. Um, Sasha might be in the in the top five cover. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, That's such an a interesting good queen. Um, and what she's done, like, sex Since drag then. ways. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, she's like, the only crowned queen who's also a Fulbright scholar, which nobody talks about. But, yeah. like, she's a Fulbright scholar, bitch, and who's surprised with the level of her drag. No oh, one. Yeah. Like, yeah. No her, one. Her, like, weekly shows in New York are fucking ridiculous. Like, I saw this, she did this one piece to Annie Lennox's Lowe's It Love Song for a Vampire, whatever that song, and, like, like, there was, like, projectors and things. I can't even describe it. It was fucking, like, and this was just, like, her Friday night show. Like, it wasn't yeah. even like... Yeah, no, she's phenomenal and yeah. conceptual and real artist, yeah. for sure. God, stunning. I, so I, back I, to back to Willow's Coven. Sorry, I'm sorry. I know, I was just saying, I just bought season nine, because so I finished season five, and I'm like, now I need to get another season on Amazon, so I eventually own them all. I just gift myself to them, and I'm like, it's okay to buy queer art. <laughs> it's more <laughs> like... <Yeah. laughs> this one's more of a stretch, because I feel like Adora is way too cute cool for me but uh Adore Delana I would be her friend any day yeah I would like no I definitely see you and Adore <laughs> that is hitting it so off. fucking true yeah no that <laughs> is yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. no I'm like oh no she has such a such spirit and just like joie de vivre yeah I love her um and then you know I haven't seen season seven but um but I do love Katya um from All Stars yeah and um and I, I am convinced that if I were to put you up in drag, I could make you look almost identical to Katya. Yeah? Yes. Uh, I, I mean, that's, that's a major compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think that's five, right? Yeah, you know, there's that. so many to choose from. It's, it's, you know, I've thought long and hard. It's, yeah, it's yeah, hard no. to, for yeah, sure. That, 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 a lot of that is my coven. Like, half of oh, that really? is my yeah, coven. Yeah, that's yeah, a solid so, coven. Yeah, that is a solid coven, my friend. Um, and I was asked that question, I panicked and only came up with three, so you're already way ahead. <laughs> you're, you're like, you won. I don't know what you're talking about, Buffy Cummers. This is your first time on the show. <laughs> um, all right, so um, we've. I feel like in the process, we've covered your coven and what you're, you're fanned with the show and what you've mm. watched. I know you're new to it, so... Tell me, overall, what were your thoughts watching season five? And we'll get into, like, bigger topic discussions, but, like, 
What were your thoughts having just watched season five? Well, season five, like I, there was a buildup for me because having watched All Stars two, there was like half of the queens were from season five. For sure, it clearly was like such a heavy hitter season. Yeah, um, and it was unavailable for so long. I know what the hell um, was that. Did we ever like? Officially... I feel so privileged. I, I rewatch it every yeah, three I months. Really, <laughs> I really think it must be the licensing. The licensing of the songs. Yeah, because yeah. I'm the just licensing crazy. of songs is a huge thing. But they're now wealthy enough. Like they've got enough money that they've like paid for those rights. Yeah, but it was like but years what? that it was. Is it Rue paying? Like Rue's production team? Paying, I think or is it like World of Wonder. Yeah. I think yeah. Rue yeah. is less yeah. at the reins than we think she yeah, is. Yeah. I think she World doesn't get to control the like. I think she's way less in control yeah, than we. Yeah, I'm just looking at this. I pull. Because I am that type A nerd who wants to be prepared, because uh, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, I've pulled up a list of season five lip syncs just for reference. And going down the list, the first five artists are Miley Cyrus, Rihanna, Pussycat Dolls, Britney Spears, and Cher. Wow. That's the... I could mortgage my home and not be able to buy the rights to those songs. That's like, absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. But in previous seasons, it's not like they were like all obscure, like... But that's what kept the, but that's like what kept drum season, circles on. Right, and that's what kept season one out for so long. And I think Oh, that's true. There, there were like, changes in intellectual property laws between season one and season two where they random, were like, we'll just do a Destiny Child song. Destiny Child, yeah. Song. Yeah. And like, oh, no. it was like, no, bitch, you can't just do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. And I remember there was a couple of times when, I don't know if it was season two or three, or it was something in the early seasons where I think there started, there did start to be some pushback. That the songs were like, we have Olivia Newton-John with her yep. B-sides, B-sides. No, and that's the crazy thing to me is when it's like, we've got a guest with major iconic songs, but let's do a B-side no one knows or yeah. likes. Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. Why? I if I that. were the star, I'd be like, I'll give you the rights to play my right? hit. I'll get more downloads. And she was like, there, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Honey, I'll sing it live. Oh my God, a, a, lip, a lip sync for your life to the artist doing the song live would be amazing and stupid. Next <laughs> level. <laughs> Next level. Galaxy brain, people. Call World of Wonder. All right, so so I'm sorry. Back to season five. It was, mm-hmm. it was star-studded. It was yeah. a heavy hitter season. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's funny. It's... Um, yeah, the, the and then you know who the top six or seven like exactly who you would expect to end up in the top. Six I don't know. Six. I really thought Honey Mahogany would get there. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a read. That was. But uh, I love that you were that politely. Really I love that you were politely like, like oh, yeah. interesting. No, I was being a cunt. Like, I, well, it was, I it really was think I'm going to win season, with my so. clunky Diana Ross impersonation. I'm oh just making that. That was so good. <laughs> Hashtag just <laughs> so interesting. So diplomatic. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. If something sounds sarcastic, it probably is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Serena Chacha. Oh, oh my Serena God. Chacha. Okay, so She's yeah. probably back in art school. You didn't know who the <laughs> top six would be. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. It was kind of like, yeah. It worked out well. I know it's. it was sad when... Uh, it's funny, Alyssa um, kind of landed kind of similar space in both All Stars and yeah. and in Five, like top half, but like well, bottom of the top half. Uh, Alyssa Edwards is just her own entity. She exists right. slightly outside, like she 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 is just slightly out of phase with the rest of the universe, right. such that it's it just is a all touch of Tammy Brown. Just a touch of Tammy Brown in the moment to a specific Ex- challenge. Very much so, yeah. and you let her get away with it, and people have clocked her for it, where it's like. 
you're just so fucking entertaining on your own mm-hmm. that even if you're if you didn't bring me what I wanted, but what you brought me was so hilarious yeah. that I can't be mad at you. And eventually that peters out where because if it's not deliberate, then you can't like reward them. It. Right, right. In the end, with with the win, but also she's one of those queens that just won the series without ever right. winning, and she's she, she's like, just kind of lovable. Also, she's she's like everything that um, Silky Nutmeg. I had to struggle for her name. Uh, Silky Nutmeg Ganache was not in that vent in that genre of like I'm just gonna carve my own path, but somehow it worked for Alyssa. Maybe it's because she w- was just more fun. Like she she was just less steamrolly, but it, it, yeah. she was that perfect balance. Of, like yeah, she she's somewhere between Tammy Brown and Silky Nutmeg Ganache somehow, where it's like the best of both of those things for me, where it's like this like weird force of nature. But somehow it all works. Okay. Also, so she was critiqued more than Silky was. True. I think. Yeah, Silky got away Okay, so I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna... Some of those licks were literal murder. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I agree with that. So I, I was planning on getting to this later, but I actually... I think Alyssa, to me, is a really interesting case where, like, she went on and she never thought of herself as funny, but her sort of off-the-cuff buffoonery and, like, Texas, Texas wisdom charm... And her like, like her little drop of Tammy Brown, just not quite in touch with our reality moments, like made her hilarious. But she was in no way self aware of her comedy. Fair enough. And exactly. I, I think, and I've listened to like podcasts with Alyssa. Like I, I follow her pretty career pretty closely. I actually think Alyssa's the one sort of weird outlier where it's like we love Alyssa off the cuff for being Alyssa, but she's learned enough of what that is that she has relaxed her uptight pageant. Like whatever she's her mantra is like if you're not having fun the audience isn't having fun and she's learned how to harness just leaning into being herself to be a stand-up comic where like when you see her live with like Trixie Mattel you'd think Trixie was just going to be the stand-up comic like knocking her out of the way and she wasn't worth anything she gets held her own she held, holds her own yeah. and she gets why we think her funny that I actually think it's hard to clock but I genuinely think like even Alyssa from five to all stars to now. Alyssa, I think, has genuinely changed the most mm-hmm. from the show because I think she is self-aware of what is funny about her and how to lean into it and own and control it in a way that, like, no one else like that. Like, I can't think of anybody that's that's a huge talent. That is a, that huge, is a talent. huge talent. That is a huge talent because that, can, that could just, like, veer off into you were doing this and for me as knows, a viewer yeah. and she doesn't do that. It's no, still authentically knows, her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. She and knows it, how to drive it. She yeah. knows how to steer that fucking show. Have yeah. any of y'all I'm tried, very impressed. Have any of you tried watching her Netflix dance show? I that's watched, a whole other I watched mess. Half. Yeah, it no, was, I didn't like it. It was insufferable. <laughs> that's a whole other mess, though. There's yeah. a whole production crew in that I would not That's a thing. Because I was like, I would have loved to see like who, who is Alyssa Edwards alone at home? That was a dance mom show. Yeah, we and saw yeah. her go on a date. We saw her buy a house. Oh, that that fucking wedding was oh, ridiculous. Oh yeah, I got like two episodes. Like, uh, yeah, I got to get I, that far. I got to the glittery gay wedding yes. to, to the point where even I'm like, what's my stance on gay marriage after this? Just um, oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> Cancel it all. <laughs> all right, so that was a fun. De- I feel like you had a similar. I have a friend who's also watching season five for the very first time and. And he's what a like, gift! What that? I envy that person. <laughs> totally. Well, we're we're watching season four of Dance House uh, this weekend, so you can come over and experience it all again. <laughs> Have you never seen season four? No, no I've never seen. Oh, season okay. Four. Are, are you so you can just like yeah, you witness. Can, um, yeah, yeah. You can watch me watch it. You can. I am an exhibitionist. Willa Hosenberg. You can watch me watch it. So charitable. <laughs> I'll 
off in the middle of the couch. You guys come <laughs> up and like circle around me and just like kind of half watch me half watch the show. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but my my friend was saying the same or a similar thing in that like he was almost surprised because like season five is notorious at this point and like very much like talked up and like a lot of his mm. a very pivotal yeah. and and yeah just loved. Yeah. And I also think in a lot of ways the show really became what it was that season. Then, yeah, exactly. But like, I, what he was saying was he was surprised that there were so many filler queens, and I found that really interesting. And and I don't know, I I I, I agree in a way, but like also just there were so many iconic queens yeah. that like just by comparison, these other people are had no chance. Yeah, yeah. You know, my honey no, and also, on top of that, I do think that the production has gotten better at, like, misdirecting the viewer into thinking that anyone could win in episode one or I agree. two. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, in episode one of 11, I, I really liked most of those people and I, like, I'm also terrible at, for, like, seeing that you you that that music, you will have an aneurysm. Everything else is, like, no, this person's obviously going to stick around. We're just and trying to figure out. And I'm you like, have a panic attack of both faces, <laughs> yeah. right? I love watching this show with you, especially new, because it is like life or death. Gets me every time. They get you every time. <laughs> and then later you're like, I totally saw that. Absolutely <laughs> not. I would never say that. Okay. I own my ignorance. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but I, it, it I, was it was a very bifurcated season. It was the queens yeah. were excellent. Half the queens were very flawed. Yeah, yeah right. but but you like it's it's hard to like. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like you, you knew all of these names. Like you had seen All Stars two before, so right. you kind of like knew who the greats yeah. were. It, do, like, do you think that there was any like did we like sleep on anyone in season five? No, I don't think so. Either. I think the most sleeped on underrated. Queen, where it was like we just blew past her and wrote her off as untalented, but she was act- she actually had a lot going on that we never saw. Would be Layla McQueen, like, and I don't like I don't think there's anybody like that in season five. Um, oh, okay, I was gonna say Layla McQueen in season eight. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. She's really like, she's really talented, but a great seamstress. And season eight, like, there's a lot to her that we never got to see. Yeah, um, yeah. I think season five, absolutely not. It's it, yeah, they kind of go out in the right order. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta say, looking back, having I've rewatched season five like three. I think this is three times now, and I will say over time, the only real change I've had in my position is I I was not a Roxy Stan in the, like the first time through watching it live. Like I was like, what is this bitch even doing here? Going back, and and Condi, Condi Nasty has made this point to me, and I I do occasionally like to give credit where it's due. Um, you did point <laughs> out Roxy is a very good queen in a season with. Epic queen. Yes. No. Yeah. That's why All Stars too. I feel like everybody like turned her into a butt of a joke. She's a phenomenal queen who was only competing with the best of the best that the show has literally ever, ever seen. Right. The yeah. only other person I would add to that, ro- the only two I would add to that roster mm-hmm. would be like Shay and Sasha. Yeah. And it, like, I feel like Roxy was there with only fucking living legends doing great drag oh, yeah. that was nowhere near good oh, enough. Oh, no. And people write her off. Like, I'll say this: I think Roxy would have pasted season ten. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I think I think season ten and eleven, Roxy would have really stood out. Yeah. Like, I think she could have won those seasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was a standout in both the seasons she was in. Yeah, sure. well, so yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, Alaska Rola- Rola- talks definitely hurt her more than the more than like Alaska and Detox had that l- extra something to really stand out on their own. So it left it left Roxy as the Larry of that three stooges yeah. group for sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
For sure. So, That's what I had the exact opposite reaction because I was I I loved Roxy the first time I watched season five, uh, until she was just like coming for Jinx like nonstop. And oh, then, like and then a toddler. Like, so mad at her. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I was like, so I let's, can't stand it. All right. So I want to get some of Willow's take on some of these things. So what did you? So tell me more about that season. What did you think of the way that Roxy? changed over the course of that season. I mean, watching her break down on stage really was touching. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that was, like, heart-wrenching. I mean, she was, like, sobbing. Clearly, she said that she had never articulated that, yeah. I guess. She never cried that. about it. Okay. Yeah, she said she never cried which, about it. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. that's... I think that exemplifies how that show, especially maybe in the older seasons when, like, challenges were, like, really, really challenging. Um, <laughs> they, like they're pushed to the limits of their endurance. And you compare that to her, like, fake-ass apologies to Jinx. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, that's calculated. <laughs> that's calculated, like, oh, shit, like, we're going to be judged soon. So, like, ooh, I, I need, like, a feel-good moment. I'm going to, like... When they get on apologize. stage in front of the judges and apologize to Jinx. Well, yeah, she did that, and then she also did it on talk behind the scenes. It's just, like, too soon almost, you Do know? You, like, you got to think on it a little bit, because she was really nasty. And not only to, to Jinx, to other queens, too, like, talking... Um, about like how shitty people's outfits look. Yeah, so no, just, I, like, agree. I agree. It's just unacceptable. Another thing, I, another comment I have to make is that her treatment of her vet during the makeover season was so unprofessional. I agree. She treated him like the biggest inconvenience. Like, yeah. how can I be dealt this card? This like guy that like has no feminine qualities. Like, this sucks. If I lose, it's going to be entirely his fault. She should be treating that man like he's her client. Like, what do yeah. you want to do? Yeah. How can I? make this work for you. Yeah. Like that's really He what did this... that with her. And he and then yeah. she and he won it. Ass, but he won she the challenge just, for yeah, her. Yeah. I agree. But also beyond just the client thing, just like the dynamics of like a, a, a previous generation or an older generation of gays. Right. And right. a newer generation of gays, you should just be like treating this person with so much respect and right. and but I don't know and, how and how much older he was. But just the oh, fact he that was he was not? a vet. He wasn't like, like five, maybe ten years old. Oh, okay. he was a little older, but the fact that he was a vet and obviously stepping out of his comfort zone, like there's a level maybe of respect that's required. Maybe was old, right? Yeah, he so, was. Okay. Yeah. So I. So, it was just that was really like disgusting. It was very. It was very much like I put me. It was very clear that she like puts herself. Yeah. Well, I completely like, agree, and I feel like that was the kind of thing where it was like his professionalism and composure and like willingness to do whatever it took. Like I know that those that challenge was up her alley in terms of up her like wheelhouse in terms of strengths, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was his composure that like made it so that he she could win it. She won the challenge, yeah. but she looked like the worst queen up there. Well, I agree. Saying, we we yeah. talk about all the time how From, like, because Rue doesn't see that behind the scenes stuff the first time. Right? Yeah, he doesn't see the right. Like, I've always wondered to what extent, but anyway, what I'm saying like we all we all, do. We all do. yeah, yeah we, agreed, we, and I think it's changed over time. Uh, yeah. Yes, agreed. but we, we talk about all the time how like the the pressure cooker of the competition can obviously push you to some places that are not the normal you but in a lot of ways i think and this is the thing with Filter. where it's like it You're shows the right where it shows maybe a little bit more the real you than the you heart might of be. darkness uh, yeah. 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 it's like because yeah. you know yeah. what nina west got put through the ringer and you know what nina west remained a fucking ray of light in this dark dark timeline we're all in like you know you, like oh i agree not I everyone agree. turns into a mm-hmm. horrible bitch on that show no, yeah. Yeah. yeah i agree i agree <laughs> I, I have to say that that makeover challenge i still so that episode, the compassion and humanity with, with which Jinx Monsoon treated her, her like HIV positive, has AIDS, like that, what, like, it still makes me cry 
And to this day, when I watch that season, when people like debate maybe Alaska should have won, like I love Alaska and I think things worked out great for Alaska and All Stars too. To me, watching that season, there is no question Jinx Monsoon won. And there's a few moments that really define that. And the way in which she was like, I'm trying to steer away from camp because of the critiques I've gotten, but I'm figuring a way to lean into my strengths and accommodate this for him in a way that will work and is fun just shows what like a brilliant visionary composed professional she was and like a decent human being in a way that I still cry when I watch that I that and the Golden Girls episode where Sophie Dorothy's brother Sophia's son the cross-dressing son dies where it is just like comedic beats that are maybe slightly transphobic or homophobic but like also compassionate and humanizing and progressive for the time and then Estelle Getty in that last scene gives a Broadway, like, Tony Award-winning level performance where she cracks and says, my baby boy, and breaks down and starts to cry. To this day, that episode of television and Jinx and her vet are the episode. Like, if I need a good cry, I will watch. I've watched those back-to-back on the worst days of my life. <laughs> I felt wow. way better like, oh about the world. It really was oh, you teared up while I described no, it. No, no, I know the scene. exactly the scene. Oh, no, no, no. Estelle Getty yeah. in that moment turns a multi-cam sitcom into a Broadway theater Oh yes. In the crack of her voice. Oh, yeah. No, that, oh, yeah, that, got, that, that always gets you. And that's one of the sad ones I can watch. I can't watch the... Uh, Homeless Golden Girls one. Ooh, that one's too real. Yeah. But Estelle Getty cracking. Oh, yeah. No, Brenda Vaccaro's there and yep. gives her the hug. Hug, and, yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Who assigned the um, vet study? Was it Alaska? Alaska signed the vets. Yeah. And, okay. So I would like to pull back and ask, that's a great question. What a good segue. <laughs> I've got a question for you. Willow, what did you think of Alaska's evolution? I know you saw All Stars 2. What did you think of Alaska in season five? Um... Thinner upper lip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, she, I mean, she's a real star. I mean, I was really divided at the end as to. I mean, the I was rooting for Jinx okay. all the way, and then kind of in the very last moment, I like I had a moment same. of doubt. The exact and I was like, I kind of felt like Alaska just earned it. I mean, she had like she had she just turned it. She was. I mean, she is clearly. Competitive brings it like she's in it to win it. You know, I feel like Jinx almost has a little, almost has a little bit more of the like natural. Like I just like kind of float my way through this. Alaska, like she's a hard worker. She's clearly, they, they both. She's are, very right? intentional, but she's yeah, she's like she's, uh, and I felt like the last like she also she like really like does the assignments. I mean, every she kind of meets every challenge, and where in some in some ways like Jinx really shines and. In, in certain challenges, but then falls a little short, like for instance, runway looks. Right. I think generally, um, but I don't know. I was really divided because I just my I I loved Jinx because she's just such a such a soul and such a heart and and such a funny raw talent. But Alaska also just like seemed to really earn that title too. So yeah. I was I was really divided. I mean, I was literally flipping having just finished too. a rewatch so, of season five and thinking yeah. back to All Stars two. I think it actually shook out for both Alaska Alaska and Jinx. In the best possible way, I totally, agree completely. Because like, I think Jinx would not have been like Alaska. Clearly, uh, relished coming back to All Stars mm-hmm. too, hungry and focused and better. Than... Co- competition motivates and focuses her in a way that it doesn't everybody. It doesn't for me. Right, I'm there. way more like Katya. Yeah, like I'm like it's about me and my relationship with myself and the art I want to put out. Like Alaska, competition changes her and makes her a little crazy. Like. 
Yeah. Uh, where, I think, uh, yeah. I think com- coming back to All-Stars would have just, I think, killed Jinx a little. Like, it would have just been like, oh, God, I have to do this again and put up with the shit again. Like, I, I don't think Jinx would have enjoyed it. I think Jinx, Jinx would have wants to go back. She does want to go back. Yeah. And she also, but she's not, like, gunning for it. She's just, like, she's acknowledged that if she could go back without it being, like, a thing she would love to. Yeah. The only thing is she got such a, like, such a saintly edit the first time that she feels like it is bound to erode that, but mm. she would enjoy it. But I also think Jinx is somebody That's who could funny. go on an so all-star. Yeah. I also <laughs> think that Jinx is somebody who could go on an all-star season, get eliminated, like, for have a good time while she's there, and she's not going to worry about it, so we shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, totally. she just, she has nothing left to prove to us. Yes. Um, I do want to, so I want to talk about the Alaska Jinx comparison. So for me, I felt like both Alaska and Jinx's runways were weak. Um, Alaska's were like, you don't know how to sew, these are messy. Jinx's were like, this is not the aesthetic they want at all. And her nose contour was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, I felt like, uh, for me, it was like, indisputable like Jinx clearly won the season there were like a bunch of moments that really were make or break moments where to me it was very clear that Jinx like rose above and understood what this was and like calculated but what I love about both season 5 and All Stars 2 and what makes me respect I respect I love Alaska I respect Alaska I'm not going to pretend that everything Alaska has ever done ever done has been the right move or well executed uh, step away um, so but I will say for me it was um, how do I say this what I loved about Alaska in both season 5 and All Stars 2 was that Jinx came in trying her best and then made it halfway through and was like oh I guess I should try to get through this and throughout the season you can see moments where Jinx sees another comedy queen in Alaska and tries talking to her and there are moments in the edit where Alaska just looks uncomfortable and twitchy, like a small anxious child who's hiding something from their mom and they hope they don't see it. And then there are moments in All Stars 2 where Katya like talks to Alaska and Alaska is just sort of stoic and walks to the other side of the room. And what I love is that with both Jinx and Katya, they walked in brilliant comedy queens who were Alaska's greatest competition and everybody knew it but them. Both Katya and Jinx entered those seasons like, I'm gonna try my best, here's hoping. I'm not really like sure how far I get, and Alaska far more than them clocked them as her real competition, right, right fucking away. Yeah. And there is nothing that makes me love or respect Alaska more. Game recognizes game. That Agreed. bitches saw she saw that Jinx was a threat to her like week two, and no one else did. And no she, one sees production like Alaska does, yeah. but still hides like like. I don't know, bleeds in, into the background, yeah. like, and and still feels because I think that she is authentic. I think a huge part of her character is that she's a super competitive, super like just. I get, uh, you love that she's like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like she's got this like unhealthy need to win. No, and it's I like unhinged at times. Yeah, it's great. Even, uh, even in All Stars too, which was so great, Alaska was clearly gonna win all the time. She was clearly gonna win because, but like, I, I but like, Katya when you, was you, her only real competition, and she knew it. You, Katya you almost that. went home. But yeah, Katya was the still. The second her. half of the season, I was kind of like Katya. Maybe almost should have already gone home. Oh, I was hard to disagree. Oh, yeah. girl. There was what? yes for the spray bottle with the dopamine in it or no, yeah. or whatever. Well, it was. Oh. with the rules that they had yeah. come up with, Katya had done worse than Ginger Minj that episode, and that was like the big controversial thing right. that Alaska went or uh, Alyssa went with. Uh, uh, track record. It was versus... only controversial to PP. Yeah, it was only controversial. <laughs> you agreed, and, and I think everyone. And I love Ginger Minj. And it's such a bummer that like 
Yeah. We live in a world that, like, like Ginger Minj didn't get to shine at all in that season, and she's fan-fucking-tastic. I, but I wanted Katya. That was the right Katya time. I needed was, Katya there. Katya was the only competition for a yeah, last after, one. After, after, no, I agree with that. I just yeah. still, I would have, it would have been fun to have Ginger Minj there longer. Here, here, after watching All Stars 2, I think Ginger falls into a category of queen, kind of like how we talked about Latrice in All Stars 4, where it's like, you are an amazing queen, a gifted actress and comedian and musician, but... There's a th- there is a separate skill set for Drag Race that I don't like. I disagree strongly. She's one of the best actresses the show has oh, ever no, no, what, seen. What I'm saying is like the difference between <laughs> her season seven appearance and her All Star appearance. The difference was smaller than the jump for Katya. Katya was a more improved queen, I think. And maybe that was largely whoa, out of the therapy. Whoa, I feel like we're going we're going with real big absolutes these days. I disagree, like, immensely. And that's also, like, like how can you compare that? Because Ginger only got two episodes. That's true. And, yeah. and was negligibly edited. She And she's also truly, in my opinion, the best actress the show has ever had. Oh, no, I, she I would dis- have won All-Stars 4, which was bizarrely an improv show. Um, like... I, well, we, no. I think we can all agree no. that, that the, the, the friendships will end today. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 I've poisoned all your drinks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, I, I think we can all agree that the current, uh, that uh, I am, I pray every night before I, before I crawl back under my rock that All Stars 5 has a different schema for eliminating Agreed. Agreed. Just it has to. make it they, go they away. They have to know it. They if, have if, to know. If nothing else, like, I understand it's not really the Olympics of drag. It's not objective in any real sense, but you've given a person with a naked bias the decision-making for who goes home. And that just, it punctures the illusion that this is at least kind of a real thing. I want an American (laughs) Idol season where the viewers get to vote. Oh. (laughs) Can we do an electoral college style where there's like only one, where all of the straight white women only get two votes? Like... No. Oh my God. Like, you're like, I want to make them second class citizens. I want to be very clear about where the gay rights movement is going. A republic by the sodomites. It's the gay agenda. Oh my God. It's real. Um, All right, so... uh, Sean Cody models are on all the money. I don't see a problem. Like, <laughs> um, but I had the exact same experience when I watched season five the first time, going back to like a thousand tangents ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, where I was like Team Jinx, Team Jinx, Team Jinx the entire season, yeah. and then the finale happened, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is gonna hurt Alaska so much more if she doesn't oh, win." Oh no, Jinx would have been fine. And Jinx would have been fine. But Jinx earned the win. Yeah, she, yeah. but she had earned the win. So, but like, I, like it was just the funniest thing. All of a sudden, I flipped during the finale, and I was yeah. like, "I kind of want to see Alaska win." Um, it was, there were different motivations as to why we got there, but we had the, pretty much the exact same yeah. experience. What I loved in season five, especially on a rewatch, is, and, and Jinx has talked about this, the whole time Roxy had not noticed that she was a threat and she was very nice to her and she was like, oh, you're so sweet, you're so sweet. And then one day it was like, you with all the gimmicks, like right after Snatch Game. And what I love is that Alaska was fucking twitching when Jinx was friendly with her all fucking season, <laughs> right? I fucking love it. I love it. Anyways, I digress. Um, what I love are the moments where you notice the other queens noticing this bitch whose runways are busted and whose nose contour is busted, might who I not seen as a threat at all, yeah. is gonna win. That um, that <laughs> telenovela <laughs> challenge when they read Alyssa's dress and told her that it was like the, the said worst it was the, the worst thing that's ever been mm-hmm. on this runway. When they then turned to 
Jinx in her Dios de los Muertos drag, which was oh, fucking yeah. perfection. perfection. Yeah. And and they like rave about her. The look on Alyssa's face as her eyes go up and down with Eden Jinx realizing, <laughs> like, this bitch with her busted runways is like gonna win this whole like the look of realization in Alyssa's eyes. Have the moments? I I love it. I love it. I, mean, I love watching the other queens that clock the talent that none of them had noticed before. Yeah. The moment where it became clear to me that, like, where you weren't sure whether James could go all the way, and then I was convinced was when she lip synced. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mambo number five. She. No, right? no, but but it wasn't yes. Mambo. What was it? <laughs> Definitely not. What is it? I have no idea what it's called. Mambo, 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 Mambo number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, she she knew that song like really. Oh, well, you know the tea on that. Do you know the tea on that? I don't. Know the tea. I know the tea. Okay. So it was going to be a different song, and when it was clear Jinx was going to be in the bottom, they switched it out for the Imasumac song. Because they knew Jinx would exactly. shut that shit down. Uh, it's going to be En Vogue for Your Mind, which Detox knew very well. And right. was very, like, a song she had done before. So they ousted and they, Detox they, intentionally? Yeah. And Willem, wow. Willem has said that they wanted an underdog narrative. So, of course, they switched it to that the day before. And Jinx had been singing in the workroom all season. Um, she had been singing that song yes. in the workroom? She was like, I love it. I performed this song. And so Damn. production changed it out one day before. And Detox, like, took her mic off and was like, I see you, motherfuckers. And a lot of people talk about that, like, oh, the production just wanted an underdog narrative with Jinx, which I take offense to because Jinx fucking her that win. Yeah. But I take her off. Yeah, but that, is, I mean, if I were Jinx, I would be fucking dead. I just rewatched uh, season uh, eight as well because I sit around a lot being lazy. And when they gave Chi Chi, I'm telling you, I'm not going yeah. against um, Thorgy. Thorgy. I'm yeah. like, Oh, what are we even doing here? What is anyone doing here? Yeah. Why do we exist? Like, it was just like, you clearly... You produced this for Chi-Chi. <laughs> no, I know. But I love Chi-Chi, and if you're going to hand Chi-Chi, who was a definitely Which, disadvantaged queen... Totally fair. A moment, like, I get it. And she shut it down. As as someone who owns three different versions of the <laughs> Dreamgirls soundtrack. Hmm. Totally fine. And Thorgy didn't embarrass herself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no. She held her own. Yeah. She did fine. So, sorry, I died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the moment for me when I knew Jinx had it was, I think, the moment a lot of viewers did... With that fucking snatch game, yeah, oh, like, snatch game, like that was that, early too. That yeah, Grey Gardens, like that. It's it's such like a weird deep cut of gay culture of of, of that documentary. I'm such an esoteric like history nerd gay that I'm like Grey Gardens. You guys haven't watched Grey Gardens? Grey Gardens, please. Grey, I've the watched Grey, are lovely. Please, I've Look. watched Grey Gardens. I've watched the music. I've yeah. I have the musical that's based on it. The HBO special yeah. that's based. I on love it. the, the HBO story. Special. Depresses me way too much. I I, well, have, I think that I learned about it actually. On have you watched Sandy Passages, five. the documentary now parody of Grey Gardens with Bill Hader and Fred Armisen? It's mm. fucking genius. I watched 10 minutes of it, and that, again, Fred Armisen's eyes creep me out. I can't watch him in anything, but, like, it does look <laughs> fucking hilarious. Is it's that like, documentary now? Is yeah. it, like, one episode? No, it's it's a series where they parody documentaries. Oh. They, they did one. I don't, okay, I'm going to gay out for a second, but it's half my show, so I can. It is a drag race podcast. <laughs> you gayed out when you got here. Go on. <laughs> yeah. no, um, but they did a parody. They did a documentary of the cast recording of Company. And watching Elaine Stritch be like three in the morning, exhausted and screaming into her microphone, and they did a parody of it, mm. and it's actually a good musical that they're fake recording. It's everything. Why isn't Bill Hader my boyfriend? <laughs> so again, so why isn't Bill Hader my boyfriend? He would be the ideal boyfriend for most of the people I know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, that her performance there, and that's what turned that Snatch Game was also what turned me off of Coco 
so hard. Oh yeah, because her, yeah, what's a little Edie? Well, yeah. she's not very little. You basic oh. ass hoe. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, like first of all, yeah, yeah. your yeah. Janet was so blah. Uh-huh. And again, lesson here: Janet Jackson is probably number five on the list of people who've done do. the fewest number of interviews on which to base a snatch game performance yeah. behind Beyonce mm-hmm. and the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. You, they, they are famous for not giving that to the public. That's part of their fucking appeal. Specifically, like, they're, they're mysterious, so you can't base something on them in Snatch Game. And then it was just this idea of, like, there are many cultural things I don't know. I like to think I know everything, but I don't. I know that. Years of therapy have brought me to that conclusion, finally. Yeah. But I don't think the things I don't know are therefore not worth knowing. And exactly. that was Coco's attitude. Yeah, that was Coco's attitude. And that made me so mad. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't know who little Edie was at the yeah. time. And but I was you so, didn't dismiss it. Well, I was also just fully entertained. Yeah. yeah. So like that's right. like that's a I mean that's yeah. you know another testament to her performance yeah. level. No, that that antiquated accent Oh man! Oh no! The, no, I, I can tell and, you. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now, somebody who's watched both the the documentary and the HBO miniseries, like she got little Edie. She did. Like, yeah. yeah, she got little know, Edie. And the exact moment, the moment that I was like, "Oh shit," was when um she uh, Rue gives Ivy Winters, who is Marilyn Monroe, like a softball question about JFK. And then she and Evie whips it, and she jumps in. Oh, that was my mother's cousin. It was such a scandal. Quite the scandal. <laughs> Quite the scandal. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was like you just stole that joke. Oh mm-hmm. my god! It was. It was. And that's the point of Snatch Game. Exactly. Oh god! I, I, exactly. Like, like the, and she, the she little hairs in my arm just stood up talking yeah. about yeah. it. <laughs> and she politely gave Ivy a couple moments to figure it out. And then she picked up the joke. Totally. She's not even like she's, not, yeah. she's not like stealing. She's right. like picking up the ball. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. No. Jinx, Jinx, between that, the vets, the the telenovela. Oh, god. Yeah. What were other Jinx? Jinx I mean that lip sync that you said. The jury. The the courtyards. The courtroom scene. I loved oh, her. Oh yeah, she was great. Alaska in the was great in that as well. Yeah, I loved her and Alaska. They and were both actually. I, it was kind of hard to tell them apart at some points. No, no, they both did a great job. The RuPaul her. roast. Um, she's oh yeah, bad. they did both did a great job they in the roast. Yeah. But Coco won that one, right? Yeah, because yeah. and Coco was Coco funny. Well the then. one and only time she was ever funny. She did really well with that in a way that's like. She did really well with that. I do like looking back. Feel like it was like a way to throw us off. And like give Coco a win, like. But she also had like to my she was good she to was my top. shock and surprise. Yeah, she had great comedic beats and knew exactly the timing and tempo to deliver them in, which I would have not expected. Agree. She had the capacity to do. Agreed. Like as much as I'm like, it would have been great if last year Jinx won. They were my top. Coco that was week. valid. Yeah. Coco, no, agreed. Was, uh, agreed. That was she did two like Rue reference. Yeah. Uh, the root, root, you come in looking like Urkel, you look like a the black beauty Herman. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she, I think she did like two like root characters, like well, she did the the root. Yeah. Root on the mouth. Root on the mouth. By Coco. By Coco. Ah. Well, here's <laughs> iconic, but here's iconically the, yeah, bad. <laughs> I think I think that Coco success proves some something. I think that's true across the board for a drag race. You have to have an idea, even if it fails. I think Rue will respect a specific vision that you put through yourself into, and even if it didn't work, yeah, like mm-hmm. they'll still give you, that will keep you out of the bottom two more than blandly doing nothing. Right. Yeah. The bottom two, yeah, because Coco wasn't even bottom two that week. It was right. Alyssa and right. Ivy, and uh, for the the fragrance, the fragrance yeah. Uh, yeah, Ivy's was the, the worst. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I want to pull back. So Buffy. We're re- it's clear you have revisited season five recently. 
What are your th- thoughts having revisited it recently? What um, has changed for you, or what do you think about it as a whole, as a season? I, I still fucking love it. I like, uh, yeah, I'm actually rewatching it right now. Um, and we just got to the the lip sync between Detox and uh, Jinx, and I'm also rewatching Buffy right now. <laughs> and You're busy. I'm busy. And I'm on season three, and we were at the prom episode, and uh, my friend Zach and I, we had a night where we watched the prom episode, and then watched just that lip sync. And then we just, like, we literally, like, ten times went back and forth between, like, Buffy getting the, like, glass protector uh, umbrella uh, umbrella and Angel showing up, and then we would watch that lip sync, and it was probably the greatest (laughs) thing of my life, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, It's so fucking, I had no idea about that, uh... That, that, last minute, that, that, that last minute, that was that last minute twist, yeah. I know that. But I don't. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a bummer. But uh, are you like, why did you tell me? So, that? So I, I want to live in a. Yeah. Was it on the list of like they have no. a list of songs? It wasn't. So they, they just, just added, added it, it on. Yeah. See, that just seems like dirty. I know that they can do whatever they want to, but that seems fucking. Yeah, I, I wonder when they found the out. The reality TV producers. Also, I I do think that Jinx deserved to be in the top three, so it's 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 fine to protect yeah, her yeah. in that way like I, I i wish that roxy had had, had fucked up a little bit more so that she, yeah i would have i would have preferred it was, was the challenge that it was the ball it was the sugar ball oh yeah um, her outfits were all bad see i just i think Jinx's. her sweet 16 was not as bad i think that was just an artifact of michelle not getting jinx's style because i think jinx even defended in the workroom where it was like well you, you don't look 16 you look 40 like the character I do would look forty when she was sixteen. That's literally the joke. I I sort of agree with that. I I agree with like the clothing I choices. I like don't a... agree with the makeup. That makeup made her look like a psychopath. And, like and it no, did, I agree. It, yeah, the contour was way too severe for television. Yeah, and, and also way too severe for like to be a sixteen year old. Like like if you're gonna sell this like. I'm this flower child. I'm this like retro. Yeah. I think that like you know, I think I'm a hippie, but I'm, I'm like some like hippie. rich. I'm I'm some rich bitch like living in Seattle. Like it, she didn't. I don't think that she pulled it off. The concept is great. I don't think that she pulled it off. Oh, I think that I genuinely think that's the one look that was like Michelle just doesn't like hippie shit. Like whatever. This is a knock. Oh yeah, what was? But I do think her other two looks that week were like you're not fitting the category. Yeah, like, I mean, you, I, yeah, she she she. She the deserves being the bottom. Were, no, it wasn't were the yeah. right ones. I just wish that Roxy had it's sucked more than up, Detox yeah. so that, yeah. so that yeah. Roxy could have gone home. Roxy's never going to do bad on a rubber. Exactly. Song. She yeah. fucking killed it. Yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, the, the moment for me in season five that just killed me about Michelle's ability to Judge. critique. Yep. It was, uh, what was the episode? Bring it. You know this is my favorite part of our podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> and now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Reading Michelle Michelle Visage. I can speak. Reading Michelle Visage. Thank you. It was, whatever episode it was, was that like blue shimmery dress with the blonde wig and it's like, it looked like Seattle. Oh, yeah. No, it was very like Hermes scarf turned dress. And she was like, I don't like those accessories really because they work with it completely. Yeah. If you look at her even, catalog, you have no fucking yeah, taste. Even, even your Ruth, aesthetic inspiration is Peg fucking and Bundy. New Jersey Why Alex. are you here? Right. Even, like, even Ruth uh, said she thought she accessorized it badly, and I'm like, I think this all worked. No, it totally worked. Yeah. It completely worked. It was absurd. But I'm like, I'm not going to defend very many of Jinx's runways. We just touched on yeah. two of them. I actually <laughs> really loved her um, 
like Marie Antoinette look. Oh, yeah, that was so great. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. And the way she like she said she flounced on the runway, totally. Yeah. The little yellow heels, I love that. And one. she did always sell it, no matter what she did. Yeah. She always had a character. She, she always, always sold it. it. Yeah. Have any of y'all seen She's Jinx a live? Drag queen's drag queen. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen her live? I haven't. Only in video. <laughs> I I saw her, I saw her show here when she was here with her uh, her like partner, major collaborator. Yeah, Major Scales, who is very handsome. Um, and she was a fucking genius. Like, oh, like, like for like a cabaret show at the Metro, I was just floored the entire show. And it was what was great was as a Broadway fan, she pulled out like six or seven like secondary cuts that even like you know not every Broadway fan knows. And I'm like, I know this song. Son, I wrote this song. I listened to it in my dreams, and it was great. Like it was just it was just. Oh, like she I sings, right? She oh, sings. Like she a fucking awesome. angel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so She's good. also yeah. a voice actress, like, mm. in cartoons. Oh, cool. Interesting. She was on Steven Universe, and that made me. Oh, really? She was, yeah, she was, um, not Hessenite. Some, it was, it was the gem that, like, they stole a spaceship from one of the other gems, and that was the gem whose spaceship they stole. It was great. Oh, I've seen that one. I didn't know that was her. I knew she was on Steven yeah. Universe. I've seen that episode. Yeah. I did not fuck her. Yeah. It is Jinx at all. Fascinating. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> Priscilla, what revisiting season five? Yeah. What are your thoughts? How does it hold up? Do you look at it differently now? Um, rewatching it has really only certified its like place as, if not the apex, certainly the turning point for the franchise, where I think it really graduated. It into crystallized some... what it was. Yes. Yes. Um, I think it was. I also think it was a bit of a sweet spot in terms of producer manipulation. Like, I think, obviously, you know, we know what we know. And I think even knowing that, it still felt, you know what, this was still a pretty light hand. It did, it felt like the producer manipulation nudged it toward the result that should happen, as opposed to the producer result was just, or the producer interference was just mindless or ill-informed. Okay. I, I think that's definitely there. And also, once you, once you get past, like, the, uh, I want to say, like, yeah, fourth or fifth elimination, which was like, I, I don't want to include it. I'm going to say after Jade Jolie, everyone left was really fucking good. I actually did like Jade. I didn't like it. I liked I liked Ivy. I liked what she had. And I would definitely go give a dollar to Ivy at a bar in real life. But I, and I also I want to exclude Linacia Sparks from that analysis. I think Linacia Sparks was just hamstrung by a language barrier. And if they ever do drag mm. race Latin. Lanesha Sparks is one of the most beautiful queens in and out of drag. She's I would do, great. I, I do not want to describe all of the things that I would let Lanesha Sparks do to me, but they are all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. Where is gorgeous she uh, Puerto Rico and her her English like she clearly did not speak English yeah and I, I stand we've talked yeah. about this before I would love a season that was a bilingual se- season where they they brought back all the Latin queens who were held by language barrier Lanesha Sparks Yara Sofia Jessica be, Wild yeah would be great oh, I love Jessica Wild and I like I do think that she was, was she the first Beyonce phenomenal queen yes. who could not hold up yeah I, yeah. Ale- Alexis Mateo could host. I think she'd be I great. Love her. Oh, that's a great idea. I love. I. She. she I, I was want the show to start pulling some cannon into the judges. She's such yeah, a sweet. Oh, no, agreed. Alexis. Agreed. Alexis Mateo occupies this very specific space in my drag constellation of drag queen. I would take a road trip with, mm. and that's it's a she very is. specific skill set where it's like you seem like a grown up yeah, who's capable right. of handling adversity <laughs> in a rational way. And that's a compliment with a lot of the drag queens we've we've talked about, where it's like, like I trust you to be able to handle life 
in a way that I can't say that about a lot of other queens. So like, yeah, Alexis Mateo, I know her looks were never as fashion forward. She was always like a very stable, down the center pageant queen, but I think she always did it well and confidently. And she just seems like a nice person to be around. And hey, anyone who can give us Vanessa Vange Mateo. Yes. Yeah. Has to be fabulous. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I agree. But like, she's almost like the face of pageant drag. I feel like that was the season when like there was this solidified divide Schism, between yeah. fashion and pageant well, drag. Well, because there was when, Raja v. That was the hardest Alexis. thing to watch about that season. And, like, it was hard to like Raja and Manila in that season. They're mean. They're mean. Oh, God. Like, I just rewatched that reunion episode and I'm. Side point, they need to start doing the re- I like that they've started doing the reunions again as standalone episodes. They need to start doing them again after the finale. Agreed. You need to have those queens already done emotionally yeah. with yeah. this, and then the tea just mm. spills everywhere. <laughs> and- I love that Shay was so shady in season nine, though. Like, <laughs> I she, love- she lost. She was so nice, and then she was such a bitch. Oh, and it's, it's it's like distracting. You're like, oh my god, she was fantastic. Like, she was, yeah, yeah exactly. Very diplomatic. I just very, think she like- was calling people out. I don't think she was, like, being, like, un- like unreasonably bitchy. No, I agree with I that. Think she I- was just, like, here to talk. But it's it seemed almost like a spoiler in a sense, like oh she didn't make it. If you know, like if okay. you know, if you knew that this huh. was filmed before the finale, like you're kind of like oh she's bitter about something. Okay. Yeah, like and- if, if, if like I mean, and same with this season too. The top two were what Brooke and Evie, and like they're just kind of like chill. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, and like, um, but going and going back to that season three reunion, it was like, yeah, Raja thought the Heather Booger thing was one step funnier than it actually was, and Delta work, bless her heart, took it seriously in a way that was mean. unwarranted. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was one of those like, it, it, it's like, um, like it's like when someone plays a prank on you. And you're like, it's funny because it's a prank. And like, no, you don't get to d- tell you me. You need to tell me. I have to laugh at this right now. Right, right. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it's like, it's not funny. Like, you know what it is? We're not friends. When Condi reads me for filth, it's done with love and based on a friendship that's lasted, what, 150 years now? Something like that. Like, yeah, we survived the Russian Revolution together. Your wrinkle cream is really working for you. Thank you. (laughs) But privately, like, Alexis Mateo, as, like, you know, like, pageanty and like diplomatic as she was in person she would read them all in the confessionals oh, she yeah, would yeah. be like this isn't drag you know and like yeah. that like so like i kind of slept on her as a rupaul drag queen drag race queen because of that aspect like it, it like it just i don't know it kind of like soured pageant Ooh. drag in general for me i get that uh, yeah. but I, we talked about this with um who is uh, with, with ginger where it's like there's this southern pageanty queen vibe where it's like you but that's the, fucking funny right, the whole well no like the whole system is i'm nice to your face and terribly to you behind your back and it really i mean that's how southerners converse like yeah i'm a big data nerd and i'll tell you right now like the conversational styles of southerners regional conversations southerners often are literally saying the opposite of what they think to you and that's how they're shady they're the most shady and ginger the problem with ginger is that's the culture she grew up in. She was being recorded saying a nice thing to somebody's face and then literally saying the opposite in the confessional room because that's just how she lives because she's Southern. And they recorded it and put it and on there television. Was always, there was always and it worked against her. There was, like, no, but there was always sarcasm when she would say something to like someone's face They too. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah well, that's, I think that's, that's their what, problem. But I think a lot, yes, but not everybody is 
that exposed to that as like a cultural norm. And I think she did that with everybody. And the viewership was like, she's a great actress, but wow, what a bitch. Right. But and I like, think, but that I think that is might the be... worst thing that happened to Ginger on the yeah. show yeah. ever, honestly. I think yeah. that might be more broadly true of the pageant system. Of yes. this very like Agreed. kiss That's kiss. also true. Yeah. 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 So I, I just think that's how they learn to, to function. It doesn't need to like, look nice. Yeah. Like that's a big part of the competition. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like pageant drag, it doesn't come off so great. In drag no, they're yeah. pretty, yeah. They're pretty rough on it. They yeah. are, yeah. Well, I think, if nothing else, pa- pageant queens don't do themselves any favors when they can't be flexible. And I'll say this about, like, Jinx could turn out a straight glamour look mm-hmm. or, like, even something detailed. That, like, it wasn't just, I'm the comedy queen and that, like, I think pageant queens seem to think the quality of their pageantry covers not doing something not pageanty. I agree. I think and, a lot of them are so focused on what is expected of a pageant that they don't pause to be like, but I also need what's to be a able good to be t- funny. And also, what's a good TV there's show? Also, right? like, that wouldn't be entertaining on TV. Right. It's a different perspective. It's like, what am I supposed to be doing? Pageant drag. Versus, like, what can I do that's crazy and new and different that no one's going to expect? Yeah. Which is, I guess, comic drag, which is the other, I guess, major subset. Yeah, those are, like, the two. Yeah, drag. or, like, even with, like, you know, like, Bob. Bob could turn out a slight like ratchet drag is is like the center but bob could push to other looks and other things and then use his natural talent to cover maybe a gap in execution but like bob wasn't married to like this is this is what i do and i yeah. will only do this yeah and that's tr- that that unfortunately no that malleability is, yeah. is critical i mean Rupert the show goes on else. about it about the the thing that's distinct about the winner's circle is blah, blah, blah. They remain true to who they are while also being malleable to the, like, whatever. And, like, as much as that's bullshit, E, it's not, like, that sounds like just generic RuPaul bullshit. There is truth to that. No, like, and it, Sasha it is... was great at that. Sasha could turn out mm-hmm. looks that were, like, like, sure, they were always intellectual, but especially, like, especially when working with Shay, could, like, turn out a look that was in a different genre that or that to me yeah, yeah like totally, what they were totally. Doing. Yeah. no for sure I agree I agree yeah. uh, and both I, types of drag queens are graded on a curve when they're out of their element right so it's right. not like it's not like only comedy queens are graded on a curve when they do a competent job at runway right, uh, right. pageant queens are also graded on a curve when they're competent oh right where it's like which oh, I right. think is why Coco won it's like yeah. oh, exactly like, I didn't think she could read, by which I mean I didn't think she could transcribe <laughs> words written in English into her brain. So, hey, she did that. <laughs> I love your golf clap. <laughs> Speaking of that season, though, and we were just talking about the uh, makeover episode, that fucking makeover episode in season eight, still, I, or season nine, I, I, I still wake up thinking about that with the, with the casting, with the behind the scenes camera guys and the directors and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that no, that's one, one of the best ones oh, ever. God, it's so good. It there, is really good. There wasn't a sour, yeah, there wasn't a sour apple in the bunch. Like, even in the veterans one, there was the, I mean, Jinx's guy was weirdly pervy. And huh. was he? Was yeah, wasn't it Jinx's he was veteran? Pervy, right? Yeah, I mean, so. he was like so. funny, like a funny, dirty old I, man. Exactly. Oh no, wait, am I thinking oh, of, no, it was Pandora Box in season oh, two? Oh yeah. Her guy was like hashtag me too. Yeah. Like I'm I'm conflating my There was somebody queens. in season four with the like, with the makeover challenge who was like a Floridian who was harassing Chad Michaels. I haven't watched season four in forever because yeah. I can't stomach. Like, I'm right. triggered. That is, a, that is an awkward... Because they're all, I'm, like, hetero, like, yes. sports guys, yes. right? Yeah, and he was, like, harassing uh, Chad in a way that felt like there was going to be a fist fight. Yeah. It was really uncomfortable. 
Um, I, I cannot rewatch season four because I am triggered by Thesio. Um, <laughs> well, wait, it, went, no, it wasn't Chad. Chad was season three, wasn't Chad? No, Chad, Chad was four. four. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chad is four. Oh, you're right. Sorry. I'm, God, it's... I'm, that's that's okay. the one. That, is that the wedding one? Yeah. Is that the... the people no, got married? I think the wedding one is six. Wedding one is six? Oh, it is six. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because Jocelyn Fox was Jocelyn totally Fox. fucked. Yeah. And they were fine with her being fucked because yeah. it was her time to go anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jocelyn Fox. She she's fantastic. The guy who was really afraid the of one embarrassed puked, because right? yeah, oh, he like yes. vomited. Oh, yes. And she made him look like a gremlin and it was like he was an unreasonable person for her to deal with. Like it was, and then yeah. they just sent her. To me, that was like, this is beyond unfair. Like, yeah. but you were obviously yeah, all so. like, she's lasted as long as she's going to do anyway, so we're not going to bother yeah. even leveling it out. But those make, make, makeover challenges are always, like, a little risky because I want that narrative of, like, a straight gay divide or, like, that narrative of a different generation and a younger oh, no. generation divide. But, like, it, it can get, like, season four can get really uncomfortable when these, like, straight men are in these gay spaces. And, like, freaking out. And, and, yeah, they're either freaking out and being, like, holy shit, I'm much more homophobic than I realized. Or they're, like, Overcome. just overcompensating and, like, trying to, like, be a, like participate more than they should in this in this gay well, space. Speaking of, this is, speak, uh, speaking of makeovers, do you remember Alexis Mateo and and his, um, what was the, the really cute guy that, that she made over? His name was, like, Slav. His name was Slav. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was, like, really flirting with her. That was... That was, that was I know the the best makeovers are I, I believe season season nines uh, using the the crew behind the camera yeah, was great because was they great. were straight guys but by virtue of having been there so long they were yeah. clearly in on it yes. yeah and they were and I'll say it was actually really sweet. they respected yes the in, in the exactly. untucks yeah. yeah in the untucks where it's like that was actually the perfect middle ground yeah. you're only gonna get that one right yeah. where, where they my favorite line I think in the untuck was like I've turned down other shows to keep doing this one because it's so much fun it's so interesting I'm like oh. I'm feeling something in my. What's this area that in my chest? Where your heart <laughs> used to be before you removed it, so you could manage to take over the city. Exactly. Yes. And then the other, the other great one. I think my other favorite makeover moment, hands down, has to be Miss Miss Cookie. Like when that bitch, oh when God. that bitch turned around and saw herself for the first time in the mirror. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. I want to rewatch that. <laughs> Miss Cookie. Miss Cracker. Miss Cracker's uh, companion in the season ten makeover. It was the um, oh, YouTube yes, sensation, yes, yes, yes. right? Oh, like when yeah. I when I'm feeling sad, I watch the GIF of that. It's insane. <laughs> that transformation is insane. What's it's, funny it's probably is the best. He was so excited that it was like, bitch, you're gonna do drag after this. Yeah, like. This was an awakening. This was a rebirth moment. I, I can tell. Yeah, she did speaking a great job of, job. Uh, Nebraska was born in season five. Five, yes. Yeah. Yes, let's take it back to season five. Which, which Alaska seems to be very bitter about. It's, like, doesn't she seem to be a little oh, bitter about Oh, no, tell it? me about it. I, I don't. I mean, that was I was hoping someone else would fill on all the rest of my no, books. No, no, but, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that she seems to be all that happy that Wait, she's so got a drag daughter out of that. Nebraska's actually still yeah, she's an active still queen? An active queen, and wow. she's in a three-way relationship. Relationship with a Derek, with Derek and Barry and Derek Barry, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a veteran and yeah. uh, Derek Barry. And he himself was a vet, obviously. And he and he was with Derek Barry for years before that, which is I think how they got him. And then Alaska put him up in drag, and then he just became Nebraska Thunderfuck, which. Alaska signed off on. I have never heard anything about him being bitter. I, I but think I listening to surprise me. Listening to uh, Alaska's podcast, I feel like whenever Nebraska's brought up, like Alaska doesn't really want to talk about it, which makes me think that like maybe she's not she all that happy. Yeah, yeah. she's not great at hiding her emotions. Um, oh, I feel like I listened to that podcast too, and I feel like they just move on. I haven't I, like I haven't read any subtext into it. I'm not like all the Alaska's rumors. Bitter. 
All the rumors I start on this show. You do. Oh my god. <laughs> like Nina West Water Laundering. Spill the fake tea. <laughs> Um, Did you say Nina West money laundering? Last episode, I was talking about like I would I, I had a panic attack that Nina West was like stealing money for all her, from all her charities. Oh, were you like she's so good that she must not be this good? <laughs> well, because we had never had like a like a drag race scandal. Right. Reading drag race would like to distance itself from Buffy Cummers' <laughs> opinions on this episode. And with that, we'd like to take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Hi. We don't have any sponsors yet, but I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about Fiberford Bottoms. I believe it was the great English adventurer Winnie the Pooh who once said, If you stick your hand in the honeypot, sometimes you're bound to find bees. But rest assured, Fiberford Bottoms is here to evacuate that problem from your life. Like the forthcoming environmental catastrophe or a terrifying alien invasion, Fiberford Bottoms is determined to eliminate your native bee population. The proprietary blend of chia, flaxseed, and celia husk will gather all those bees up into one massive salubrious swarm and push them out of that black hole and into the stratosphere, turning that black hole pink honey and leaving you with the sweetest honey pot in all of West Hollywood. So don't be a dirty little piglet. Exterminate those bees and keep that honey pot sweet with fiber for bottoms. Have you tried not? For those times when you feel like offering an opinion on the internet on a subject you only just learned about on Wikipedia, always remember, you could not. For those times when you feel like bombarding the mentions of an actor just trying to make a living because you're mad about something a writer, a totally different human being did, you could not. When you find yourself about to lecture a member of an historically oppressed minority about their life experience, all you have to do is just not. It's not, and it's available anytime, anywhere, and it's the perfect way not to show your entire ass to the entire internet all at once. Just remember that not every thought, opinion, or feeling you have needs to be fucking expressed the minute your fucking brain creates it, and you too can just not. Not. Because you shouldn't. And now back to the show. And we're back. And to wrap our discussion of season five up, we're going to go around the table starting with with Willow Hosenberg, who I'm starting with because I don't want her to get mad and flay me alive or anything, not that you have a history of that. Ah. Um, And we're going to pick our favorite lip sync of season five and explain why it resonates with us. Interesting. Favorite lip sync. Well, we we talked about my... my I'm going to go to... One of the most conflicted lip syncs I had, which was the very final lip sync. Oh, the three? You do like a three-way. <laughs> I always have. <laughs> as last always <laughs> um, Alaska Detox and Jinx. It was, I, I think I was talking earlier about how deeply conflicted I was in the finale. About, like, my love for Jinx and then just kind of feeling like maybe Alaska did clinch it at the end. With, like, her versatility and just being able to, like, kind of prove herself on every turn. And I didn't, I felt like this lip sync was no exception. And Alaska to me kind of stood out. And it was one of the reasons why I kind of was pivoting more toward Alaska at the end. Because not only was, you know, her looks were better in the penultimate episode, she was neck and neck on the, on the, um, you know, the, the courtrooms. Yeah. She, she gave the, yeah, she gave the only good, why should I be the next drag super she, Yeah, speech. exactly. She gave the, she gave her classic Alaska, like, up on the soapbox speech. And then I thought she she killed the lip sync, and it was that it was that episode that like I went into the finale thinking like as much as I love Jinx, I kind of feel like Alaska's proven herself to be like 
so well rounded that you can't deny her. Impressive. As a lip sync, do you think it like my? Oh, I've the always, three-way lip syncs are so hard to follow. You need you. you need like one of those Nintendo sixty-four like double screens, you know, like triple screens. Yeah. So you yeah. can like, watch each of them yeah. like simultaneously. Yeah. I think and even like then that. it would be too much to follow. I think the production team really likes that they can make it really opaque and like write the story they want. Totally like, messy with it. That yeah, way. yeah. They yeah. could do the, 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 the split screen, but they're like, we want to tell you who won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or who we want to win. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a particularly memorable lip sync in part because you can't really like follow what yeah. people are doing and also because it's a RuPaul song. Um, but, you know... Yeah. <laughs> we, that is the shade I am here for. Thank you. She has arrived. This willow tree is given a shade. Okay. All right, come on. I'm just sucking in a mood. All the walk moisture. Uh, so, you know, but but I did feel like it was it was a very decisive moment also. I agree. I swing the pendulum in the last favor, but... I, I felt the same way. I thought that the only standout in a lackluster lip sync battle was Alaska. Um, Just so you could see it in her eyes yeah. how much she wanted it, how yeah. hard she was working for it. And Jinx gave it, you know, like a nice, polite, She's having fun, yeah. yeah she was <laughs> well, I think, but I think somebody said, like, RuPaul's songs aren't like, they're, they're not these, you know, deeply felt messages. They're, they're not ballads about profound insight to the human experience. They're, they're, they're danceable, auto-tune numbers. That look like a Casio keyboard could have produced them for you. Yeah, take that, Lucian <laughs> Piani. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like it, it's it's never like I'm never gonna like except maybe for Supermodel, like there's not a RuPaul song that just like reaches into your chest and like grabs you, you know, like so like I get that where it's like there's only so so much you can bring to the song, and Alaska brought all of her ambition to that performance. Exactly. She we can say this about Alaska. She treated that RuPaul song like it was a song by Whitney Houston. Exactly. She did. She gave it the respect. You know that that Rue thinks she deserves. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I also feel that Alaska's look for that runway because, like, Alaska Thunderfuck Five Thousand is like an alien from the planet Glamatron or Glamazon. Like, I think that big hair and the weird brown contacts. Like, I think there was something elegant and also like very House of Haunt and also slightly alien inspired about that aesthetic, including her makeup. That like. I, I'm not gonna say great things about her runway season five. I think she was worse than Alas or than Jinx, frankly. But I think that that was a real look that for the idea of Alaska that existed in that moment in time. That was a great runway for Alaska, and that was Alaska's episode. And it's hard to not root for her when the last episode of the season, yeah. Alaska fucking kills it. And she's been the narrator we've loved the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so we're very connected to her journey and yeah. experience. I yeah. it was weird that and she like arrives right. in the final episode. Right. I thought it was weird that people clocked her for wearing an afro in the music video. Like, it has plenty of flow. Like, what? I think it was so hierography fan focused that the expectations was way more Beyonce and like what Roxy was doing. And I think Alaska thought the fro would be funny and have different movement and make it stand out. Which it and instead, it worked. It, it, it wasn't really working. No, I agree. I agree it with work the for her. Yeah, I it, thought it was. I, and I also I get why she did it, and I also think as soon as she got there, she realized why it wasn't going to work. Exactly, it was like a too. rare moment well, where Alaska was wearing a bandana. Yeah, but that like kept her wig line from being visible, and she could still. Throw and she had like flowy hair, okay. like like yeah. Alaska. I think thought she was going to do something that was like, "Ooh, she's different." It was like, "Ooh, it doesn't work." Yeah, I mean that was my read of that. Me too. But that yeah, to each their own. All right, mo- moving on to to Buffy Comers. What what 
What drove a stake into your heart? <laughs> <laughs> I am here for it. Nicely done. Uh, I, I mean, we already talked about it, but definitely the uh, detox, the jinx. Uh, it, it's just such a fan-fucking-tastic moment because we hadn't seen jinx, uh, yeah. seen jinx lip sync yet. We didn't know what she was capable of. Yeah. Uh, we like apparently we, it was rigged. In her <laughs> it was rigged, and now I don't believe anything. It. But uh, <laughs> I wish I never woke up this morning. <laughs> I'm never gonna tell anybody else that because it was such an iconic moment. It is, but I also feel like we don't know how Jinx would have done with En Vogue for Your Mind, which was the other song. Like for Jinx sure. did so well with that that I'm still like. That's the only time we really... I mean, other than the RuPaul Casio song, that's the only t- other time we ever saw her lip sync. So I'm like... And she did so well with that that I'm not... It doesn't ruin it for me because she did so well with that that I'm like, I bet you do well lip singing better than people expect generally. Agreed. No, yeah, it doesn't... It, uh, it's more of a joke that it yeah. ruined it for me. Yeah. But like, uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's such an iconic moment. And it's very much like... It's, it's parallel to... Um, uh, Sasha Valor, she had never lip synced, and then the second we saw her lip sync for the first time, our minds were fucking blown. Yeah. See, it's, it's funny you say because something I thought about with that lip sync, and I think it like once a season where it's like when it's two real contenders, like they're not lip syncing for their lives, they're lip syncing to remind us why they're a contender for the crown. Mm-hmm. It's like 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 you know how almost every mythology has some like the world is created and or destroyed by a battle of the gods. Yeah, like. That's what I'm watching. Yeah. Like, like Detox, even if she was pissed and knew she was being sent home, didn't... Fucking brought it. Dude, you fucking brought yeah, it. Yeah, she did and everything like, she could. Like, yeah, when you destroy each other, the charred remains of your bodies will form the islands on which humans will evolve. Like, just like that level. Like, there is something really compelling about watching two extremely talented people throw themselves into it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like... It's the gayest like, thing in the world. It has yeah, height, Jinx momentum, is- and drama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you were saying jinxes. Her, her kowtow at the end was so weird and wacky. And then Detox did it too. It's so funny. I just think that's Jinx being like, I respect this art and you. Like, you are a goddess and a diva and you slayed this runway. And I love that Jinx is so fucking humble. She, she did that. Also it was just, weird, but I love it. She's so interesting she doesn't mind being like the weird. And but then, that's the thing. I, I think good drag queens don't. Aren't and good. they feel like. I never begrudge anyone their success. Totally. It's like, your success makes me happy because I like you. And if we're in competition, you, I'd rather beat Detox at her best because that makes my win valuable. Yeah, totally. Like, like winning over, winning over uh, Magnolia Crawford it doesn't mean anything. I, I beat Magnolia Crawford by Poor brushing Magnolia my teeth together. Crawford. <laughs> Magnolia Mahogany are really taking a beating today. Just deservedly. One of them quit drag. The other was still waiting to quit drag. <laughs> but yeah, like, like I love, like, I, this something, not to bring up Nina West again unnecessarily, but I kind of, like, Nina was always happy for people. She's like, like, it's yeah. just, she's a drag mother where it's like, oh, totally. She, she's like, you, what you did was amazing. Yeah. Right? And it gives my work value and it brings something better out in me like Shay and Sasha where it's like they work together so well because they pulled something out of each other and that's great to watch like someone who likes the craft of the thing more than the competition of the thing so, like, that kind of stuff <laughs> They they pulled a no nope. click at nope. each other. Nope, that was a click. That's a very different thing. 
Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah. False parallel. I really want like a behind, like an untucked two where they like film them at their hotel or whatever, wherever the fuck they oh, say. I, I want the like. I don't. I want the six p.m. to six a.m. Uh, I bet Alaska is a <laughs> bitch before ten thirty in the morning. Oh, I'm sure she's <laughs> such a brat. She I is know. such I a have, brat. I have no interest in watching the majority of the queens masturbating or crying. <laughs> but but Lanisha Sparks. <laughs> I would watch do both. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, Alaska talks was formed in the wee hours of the morning. That's true. Um, so, did you have anything else on your lip sync? Uh, just when when Jinx hits that like three drum beat, she was like, "That's like a little just little arm move," yeah. but like, oh, it's so fucking confident. <laughs> it makes my I just I get goosebumps. She goes like boom, boom, boom. I don't know. It's like just like podcasts of famously visual media. Yeah, no, I, know. I know what you're talking but, about. But like they're both she in the back of the stage, yeah. and and all of a sudden you're like, oh, Jinx like knows this song backwards yeah. and forwards. Well, oh, you know she that, that arm movement with those drum beats yeah. was on. Yeah. Yeah. that was the moment where you're like, she got it. She got it. That yeah. is the moment because she finished it so strong. She had a little like hip bust yeah. thing. Yeah. The little yeah. yeah. I, mean, I honestly, she knew exactly. What I'm going to tell you right now that is an epic and wonderful lip sync where we. Who all assumed like the Jinx was probably not a good lip singer saw her turn it the fuck out. Yeah, she was I would, terrible I would love it <laughs> if Detox was wearing an outfit she could have moved in because I think I agree with everything that Ursula said, but I think if Detox was wearing a dress where she wasn't stepping on her train the whole time and didn't have to like minimize her movements, it would have been even more insane because I think Detox would have been desperate and hungry enough, a bet probably a better lip singer, but singing a song with somebody who knows that song better. I bet it would have been like it, it's already epic. I bet it would have been fucking yeah. insane. One, one thing electric. That, one thing about electric. the insight that you guys said that like this was clearly stacked in Jinx's favor. I love that Detox like the, De- Detox had to have known all of this. Yeah, you know, she did. and the fact that it like just lit a fire under her. Yeah. is so fucking awesome. It's so fucking cool. Honestly, yeah. I could barely watch Detox. I was so transfixed by Jinx. I'm, I'm going to close this. She's going to do a good job. I'm going to close this discussion on Detox with, a, Detox with a thank you. I saw the Work the World tour when it was here in Chicago last year for my birthday. It was my, my 250th. It's a very important one. <laughs> and you got those boy dancers in leotard showing literally their entire ass to the audience. And I appreciate that kind of forward thinking. You you did you were one of the best performers in that show live, and that is a and like we've talked about this, there's a distinction between drag performance and live performance, and you were an amazing live performer. Plus, the boy butt really made my night. Detox really no. Yeah, it was all three of our birthday. By the way, it was, oh, yeah. it was the three of our birthdays. Yeah, um, we we, we, we it's one Cancer and three Scorpios. Look out! Um, water signs galore. Uh, We're all terrible. Yeah, we really are. We all got pincers. Yeah, we we that is accurate. Yeah. Um, I will say, Detox always brings the sex and the sexy to drag shows, even the ones that are like not sexy. She's like, I'm up great. I'm going to have an army of Latino twinks with asses like cantaloupes in the tightest pants they could fit in while still dancing behind me. Like, and I appreciate... She's saying what we're all thinking. I appreciate the motivated visionary in detox. She could be the editor of the magazine because she she's got that kind of Speaking an Speaking Condé Nasty, what's your lip sync? Um, I mean, it is a cliche one, but it is a cliche for a reason and we've already discussed it. I think the Alyssa Roxy post roast lip sync. Um, I whipped my hair back and forth. Yeah. Was was 
iconic for a fucking reason. Mm-hmm. I feel I have a lot of strong feelings about Alyssa. I love her very much. I think she's chaotic good. I'm actually really impressed with the ways in which she's become self-aware and self-actualized in her own comedic timing as a drag queen as a result of the show and her celebrity. And I think I, I might give her more credit than most people do in terms of like getting why we love her and maintaining herself but also like learning how to steer that ship. But I feel like in season five, she was kind of weird and still like a shady pageant girl who wasn't the most likable in every way. But every time she stepped out to a lip sync, you could see the confidence in her eyes. She knew what she was doing. She was focused and she had like intentionality in everything she did. And I think she did a really good job. Um, I also like, I am somebody who loves like Katya, Alaska, Jinx, like those. I am a weird intellectual contrarian comedy queen, like lover. So Roxy's not like my cup of tea, but she's a really strong drag queen in numerous ways, including this. And they both stepped out there. We knew that they both knew exactly how to do this and how to do this to the song and how to do it well. And they were both desperate and hungry for this, but also completely focused and intentional. And watching two people step out onto that stage to do what they both know they do best and contend. Like what you said that I could not possibly repeat about Jinx versus Detox, I very much felt about Alyssa and Roxy in that moment. And for me, I feel like I think that Roxy has had a very rough life and has been marginalized, and I think she's become a bully in ways that I understand because her fear in this world has made her one. But like, I felt for her humanity in both putting out that performance and then breaking down in the end. Like, it's one of the... Few, like it really affects me every time I watch it, and I'm impressed with how steadfast Alyssa was because I think she was looking down a gun barrel and she just focused, and Roxy was looking down a gun barrel and she focused and then she broke, and like that will always affect me. I think now we tend to look at similar recreations of that that other drag queens do and think of it as manufactured or produced. Like this is my sob story, but. It really affected me, and the dancing was amazing. And I, I am somebody who fucking loves hairography. So, yeah. like the only thing I would would add to that is I wish Alyssa was wearing a better wig for that. Like yeah. uh, on the point of being manufactured, I, I we, we talked about this a little before we started, so I'm going to repeat it here so our listeners can bask in how delightful and insightful we are. I, I agree that the sob story is a little manufactured. What I think at worst happened was that she presented a story for its drama purposes and then you know didn't realize what she was stepping on or how hard she was stepping on it and it led to a more real moment i don't... i think that i agree that is the worst possible version of what actually happened because i do feel like in that moment she was trembling already oh no and yeah. and rock and rue was like what and she was like nothing like go on like and i genuinely like you can say what you want i genuinely think roxy broke and then oh, yeah. it was like, no, we'll just true. continue. And then she was like, okay, now I'm being honest with you about what is like making my whole fucking body vibrate oh, no, in yeah. tears right if, now. If and Ro- you can't, like, I, I know how to act cry. I cannot do that. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That was very no, if, 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 if Roxy could convincingly pretend to be having a PTSD attack to that level. She's a sociopath. She, she, <laughs> Which may also be true. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you were that good an actress, you wouldn't have been in the bottom. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> that really was good. the shadiest thing. Can we, I want you to put that on a loop. And then proceed it. Sorry, continue. I didn't know. No, no I, I, I agree. I think even if she wanted to present that story, it was it's like even when it came with Evie this season, where it's like, 
if it was going to come up, she presented it in a matter-of-fact way, and I don't think she milked it. Yeah. I, I swear to God, if I ever get on Drag Race, I'm going to walk in the room and be like, I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch, and I inherited my father's congenital high blood pressure just to get it out of the fucking way. <laughs> just, just don't That's why it. I have purple skin. Talk about about judgment. Yeah. <laughs> but it just... It was just like even if even if she were trying for something sob story and sympathy inducing, she clearly walked into some piece of unresolved trauma, because like you said, the shoulder shaking that is not easily fakeable. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it was it wasn't inauthentic. None of it. Yeah, none of it. Read inauthentic. Yeah, it's just that like after watching season after season and like there are more sob stories afterwards like yeah. she wasn't he, particularly nice on all stars too either because i watched that before i watched all Star, uh, oh, season girl. five and we're gonna have you on for our all, revisiting all stars too yeah that needs a whole, yeah yeah uh i'm gonna set you right on roxy and I mean. Katia. <laughs> <laughs> but wait wait if you had to who would you have eliminated Ooh. I know who you. I know we have different opinions of this. Who do you? Who would you have eliminated? I would have eliminated Alyssa. Okay. I would have eliminated Alyssa because I. I, That Roxy had the forethought to. She had that wig under her wig, probably, uh, while she did her roast. Yeah. She was like, "I'm terrible at this. I know this is not going to be my week. I'm going to have this like as a backup." So that was fucking awesome. Uh, she basically invented the reveal, which you know has been controversial and either helps or hurts the series as a whole. No, it's great. It's just we we need to you put it away. You gotta do it smart. You gotta we, do it right. And we, like at this point, put it away. Yeah, we'll and, revisit this later and slowly. And also, she is the only one who has done a wig reveal that is impressive well, because a fucking short wig under a long wig is not impressive yeah. like, it's just not I agree. like an equally long and huge wig under you know another yeah. wig like that is impressive and yeah. no one saw it coming it was fan fucking tastic I also think that her dancing is better than Alyssa's I think Alyssa's a little spastic yeah but I, I but I I love that they both were saved I love it I love that moment I think I'm glad it I genuinely think that Roxy thank was you more thank you the honey mahogany for bringing up the extra spot thank you for Vivian Penang yeah. bring up the extra spot. Oh, um, really? We're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna send you a year supply of Captain fabric. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I think with some of the lip syncs where people get contentious, I think Roxy was trying to embody the spirit of that song with her hair in a way that Alyssa could not, which I think helped her immensely. And I think she was really focusing on eye contact with the judges. I think Alyssa's dancing was better. But I think if you're looking for what's affecting you more, Roxy did better. And that's just the reality sometimes. Well, Alyssa is a technical dancer, but it's more about conveying, like, is there a And Alyssa can do that sometimes, but she did not with that song. And I say the same about Tatiana Alyssa All-Stars, too. Tatiana was more more focused on eye contact and being present with the audience. What Alyssa was doing was more technically proficient, Mm -hmm. but less eye contact. I still think they did it both a great job and it was a appropriate also, again I'm glad that both were saved in that lip sync yeah. but I would have picked Tatiana when you think about you would have picked times, Alyssa to go home both times I would have picked Alyssa to go home because also she is like weirdly offbeat a lot she like she she thinks that she has more space to do some really big move or really big kick than she does and then it's just not on beat well that's kind of and, and it looks gonna, a little chaotic and strange it's like in an actual bar when you're lip syncing which is where I know the genre comes from. Yeah. You have a very small space usually, and you can't kick someone in the face. Yeah. So like, and I, eye contact with the audience. And, is I, and critical. That's what, it's not about critical. you're not in a dance studio where you can do high kicks. Yeah. Well, also, like, Alyssa feels like a queen who is a very proficient technical dancer. Who, if she's performing someone else's choreography, 
will shut it fucking down. She's clearly a talented dancer. No one's saying she's not. Yes. Right. But when it comes to like off the cuff emotive, there there is this line with talent where it, it, it's a little it's a little contradictory. Where it's like you want to see a dancer work, but not work so hard. I want I no, want you to, I want you to work hard while appearing effortless. Yeah. And that's a real bitchy narrow line to walk. Um, but I think Alyssa falls more in the like you're watching her be a good choreo like technical dancer whereas you're watching her like either Roxy or Tatiana be like a good performer yeah. I agree it I agree it's almost like Kennedy it's almost like Kennedy lips. versus Trixie yes in the finale yes yeah like, it, like I mean Kennedy looks I mean, fucking was, elegant and beautiful uh, yeah that's more that's of like a tonal difference that's such an extreme dichotomy that is a, yeah. but you're right yeah it's a to- yeah the very much a tonal difference and like just kind of like a swing in the mid- and a miss that, that I don't think Alyssa had like but uh Still, yeah. Uh, who would you have eliminated? Ooh, um, probably Alyssa. Yeah. Oh, so and then on so we were, were you three Alyssas. Yeah. Oh, were you? Were you Dan, yeah. what did you say? He said, uh, he said Alyssa should stay. So it's three. I'm honestly one really ambivalent. I'm honestly really ambivalent. I, I mean, truly, like I, I'm very. So you would have made the same decision that Ruth did. Keep them no, no, that, that's absolutely true. I would have made this. Well, ever, I think everyone would. But the I mean, did you was, see? Did you hear me? Yeah. yeah did you, you hear me wax lyrical about why I loved it? Like I stand by all of that. Well, it would be very hard for me. You don't. You never have to make a decision anymore. <laughs> oh, I love how you're like. I'm just gonna come in here and open these cans of worms. It's Dark Willow. She's the reason. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna close it out with my favorite lip sync of this season, and appropriately, it's the shady one. The double elimination. Yeah. I loved the you double. You are cunt. I, I am. Um, <laughs> it's just, here's here's the thing. I, I know I'm not a dancer. Despite having eight legs, all of them are left feet. That's fine. That's <laughs> and they're fine. currently uh, bound. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we don't need, we, I don't need to rub my kinks so, in their faces. It's okay. Um, but so watching that, watching that lip sync, it was, here's the, here's the thing. You can stand, as Latrice Royale taught us during her lip sync to Natural Woman, you can stand there. You can stand there and emote the fuck out of that song while that absurd whirling dervish of a human being, Kenya Michaels, dances around you. Kenya, did I? Yeah. Did that her name? Okay, see, I'm very drunk. Um, Or you can be an acrobat chucking yourself onto the rafters and back again. You can't just walk, walk, point walk walk point that is a bland and that was i loved watching rue eliminate both those girls because one it was efficient we were at the first third of the season in which we were just separating the wheat from the chaff and watching her do it faster was great for me because to me it means like oh we're gonna get to the epic planet forming drag race battles faster and then my favorite moment and this makes me a bad person but i don't care Honey Mahogany's face. face crack. Yeah. I cannot tell you when she's like, neither of you have saved yourself from the nation. And like her jaw, literally, on camera, I watched it, dropped. Yeah. <sighs> like just... Like, I sucked moments. Oh my god. It was just... It was like, first of all... It was hard to watch. It's, okay, I'll, it was hard to watch. I'll say this. It's it not, was brutal. It's not as gaggy as eliminating Dak's exclamation point. It was and, very Game of Thrones before it's time. I know. Yeah. But the, a lot of them all. I know. The other double elimination was better for me 
because it was a more iconic song like failing at i will survive like i could do a convincing lip sync to i will survive when i was six I don't know. Oops, I did it again. It's like, that's a gimme song, too. It's I a, agree. It's a gi- I agree. Oh, no, like, it's, I'll say it's, there it's, it's, it's There were two it's, songs where it was like, bitch, you need to be able to do right, this. Yeah. And if neither of you can do this, you can both go home. Exactly. Like, 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 and that's both why, I don't think it's yeah. as, those song choices made it way easier for her exactly. to be like, goodbye. Exactly. So goodbye. Exactly. Do you think she went into the season thinking, this season I'm going to do the first double elimination? Nope. 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 She was just like... I think they were that underwhelming to a drag queen staple. And it was very clear to her, like, oh... Neither of you belong here. Yeah, so I'm gonna have a moment where I'm gonna elevate the. I think. Know. I mean, I think she knows that once it gets to the really strong queens, there's gonna be a moment where she wants to keep two. Yeah. Well, and, and well, yeah, was yeah. that the first season? Where and they that'll produce better two episodes. And didn't eliminate anybody. Yeah. Okay. I, so she made. It was. Two. I think it's a no, good choice. It was the, <laughs> yeah, and it was and the, the first. Are, yeah, just it was. It was the first double elimination. I'm trying to remember if there was a double save before mm-hmm. season five. I, I don't think there was. I don't think there was. But. I, yeah, you're right. I mean, don't get me wrong. At my, when I was a teenager, I was a teenager right, the end of my teenagerdom was right when Britney Spears was getting popular. So I was never quite the Britney stan that other gay men of my age cohort were. So I've never like lo- quite loved that song the way a lot of people do. But I get, I get his place in the, in the pantheon. And even I, with that qualification, could do an adequate lip sync to that song. Because it's just, it's a song about being a horny teenager. Well, even, you know, they acted the same on stage with that lipstick that they did. Ugh. And the and challenges and behind the scenes. It was just like underwhelmed. It was so weird. Bored to be there. I know, I know. Of. Honey Mahogany, clearly, it was like, it was like Milan in season four. four. Where it was just like, you clearly thought this would cater to your interest in some way that it didn't. And Vivian Panay clearly had a bad day early on and just never ever got fucking over it and you could and, and that's I like disagree the, she was she was unaware of how underwhelming she was the entire show and it was funny she just seemed bitter and and especially going, in a lot of her interviews she just read as bitter wait do you say yeah. Honey Mahogany or v- Vivian, Vivian oh I'm sorry she Vivian came off as bitter even that season during the season yeah it was just it was like, like I misspoke you are correct no it was just one of those like like and that's the thing about the thing about a lip sync is you are acting a song which yeah, requires a- some connection to the audience. And maybe that that's the more than any critique about dance skills mm-hmm. or even the lip sync itself. There have been plenty of performers who have done a better lip sync while being less technically proficient on the merits of moving their lips in time to the song because they portrayed the song. Like when, when we talk about Latrice Royale's Natural Woman or Chi Chi Devane's I'm Telling You I'm Not Going, it's because they so projected that song at us yeah, that they, right, they brought us into that moment. So one of my other favorite lip syncs, it's not top ten, five, but I think it's top ten, is uh, uh, Dieter Ritz's This Will Be an Everlasting Love performed in front of Natalie Cole, Rest in Peace. Just that bitch did. It's like every time I think about the lip sync, I'm like, if you had done a third, a fifth, a tenth, of what you did in that lip sync in any of the main challenges, you would have been a real contender for the crown. She's been fucking fantastic in that lip sync. It's yeah, one of my it's just favorites. The, the the joy, like yeah, like mm-hmm. the energy, amazing, yeah, like, the, ultimate. It, yeah, it was just it, more than any physical. Like yeah, when she did the little shimmy across the stage, the it was great. Yes. Stage, I'll never forget. It, it was too. great. Is but, that but, a gift? It has to be probably. If it's not, we'll make one. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's just but like the you you captured 
the like everyone while getting ready for a date or sitting in their car on the way to work has like lip sync to that song and it's been like a joyous little burst of energy and i love like, like you captured that that's the that's the essence of a lip sync mm-hmm. you are performing not the words to the song but the feeling of the song See, maybe maybe vivian and honey just didn't like britney spears Maybe they just weren't a fan. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I, maybe. I love, I love this, like, devil's advocate moment. Yeah. Dark maybe they, just right. maybe they weren't inspired by the particular song choice. You guys, it was social commentary on generic pop music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Were they a little too old? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's cute. But, yeah, <laughs> I, as a terrible person who enjoys other people's suffering... Honey Mahogany's face crack during it's that terrible. lip sync it's terrible. just remains the highlight of my life. Have it you was guys heard of Wait, has there, has there been another? I'm, I'm asking as an, as yeah. an ignoramus. Yeah. Has there been another double elimination yes. since? Yeah. In, in season eight. eight. Dax and Layla McQueen. Oh, it's, and it's it's to I Will Survive, which I've oh argued. I'm going to argue that is a yeah. worst sin. That is a worse sin to fail at I Will Survive than Oops, I Did It right. Again. True. Yeah, agree. Fully. True. That is much draggier. Also, I will say I will say this though, in honey I'm gonna qualify all of my bitchiness with a very tepid defense of honey mahogany and Vivian Panay. Tepid. Tepid. Like water. Like water. They were they were much better at their reunion <laughs> discussing it, it than than Dax exclamation point and Oh yeah, Emma she's McQueen still were. she's still real bitter about Dax it. Dax was fucking bitter. Yeah. Like like second only to mahogany. What's her not mahogany? Vivian Magnolia Bay. Crawford oh. in terms of how bitchy she like she quit drag after that. She's man. thank God. Yeah, she. I didn't. I didn't watch the show after I was eliminated. Are you fucking kidding? Not a good look. She stopped doing drag. Not a good look. Like that nose contour. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, like like at least at least Honey and Vivian were gracious in defeat, and it was also it was one of those like all you've done like. Thank you to RuPaul for saving us the paperwork. Yes, agreed. Like it needed to both, happen. Both these queens were going home very soon. You saved us having to do two customs forms when we returned them to the world. <laughs> <laughs> so well, on that, room. that note, is there anything else about season five anybody would like to discuss, or are we ready to wrap this up? It's iconic for a reason. It, it, yeah, agreed. It absolutely deserves all the praise it gets. And on that note, I think we need to wrap this up because there's a gay bar waiting for all of us to go uh, find. bears. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be back in about a month with maybe uh, another drunken discussion on one of the All-Star seasons, one of the later seasons, one of the early seasons, maybe. Booty Jez's squat routine. <laughs> wherever, wherever, wherever the spirit takes us because it's, it's our microphone and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.